0: Hi, if I could take a moment of your time before we start, if you've enjoyed previous episodes or if you enjoy this episode, if you could subscribe on the platform that you listen to, that would be really helpful. It helps us get more guests and push the podcast forward. Thanks.
1: Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the car chat podcast. And with us today, we have Nabil Namo. Hello. Hey, how are you doing? Very good. Very good. Can you tell the audience like a little bit about sort of who you are, what you do?
4: Sure. I am the co founder of Topaz detailing group. Uh, we are a detailing and paint protection film company, uh, based predominantly out of the UK. And then after that, we've now expanded to international sites. Um, But yeah, it's been a lot happened since the last time I spoke to you. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. So Nabil and his brother, Mazin, were on the podcast. Early podcast days. Yeah, yeah. December 2018. It was episode number eight. I think it was the first video podcast I'd done. And um, we had a bit of a chat. So for those that want to know sort of how the business came about and a bit about detailing and whatnot that's not covered today, go and have a listen to episode number eight
4: and it'll cover up yeah, to yeah. then I, but, think um, talked a lot. I think we talked a lot in that episode didn't we I think there was a lot of <laughs> chat different things so yeah, yeah there's I think definitely we did. a lot of stuff done there a lot
0: of bits and pieces I think at that point in time I don't think you launched it and I don't think we talked about it Topaz skin
4: yeah yeah no I don't think we did we have I don't think we had Topaz you skin you
0: had done it on a Cayenne
4: that's my Cayenne that was, was the first one. Yeah, yeah, that was the first one. That was a tester. That, that was a test mule. And that was in the car park.
0: And then I think you were yeah, like, that's yeah, yeah, the yeah. next thing. That's what yeah, we're doing. Yeah, yeah, next. yeah, yeah. yeah so right. what, I mean, okay, so what is Topaz Skin? And how has that,
4: presumably that's evolved since then? it has it has so, so I mean tope askin is something so so we initially want we, we had lower requirements saying oh do you guys change colours of the cars can you vinyl wrap da 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 and I've never been a huge fan of vinyl wrapping just because of the finish uh, mm-hmm. and you, you know I'm like I'm a perfectionist when it comes yeah. to getting the finish to be spot on and I felt like the that vinyl was was never the right thing to do on a car depending on if you're that fussy or not right yeah uh, satin uh vinyls actually not too bad they actually work okay um and technology is moving on now so even the gloss is not too bad but still i wouldn't put it on my car personally yeah so that was the way the need was for topaskin. so we were like okay we need something that is like paint but is not paint and then and then so we were like where can we get this and then so we we were speaking to a company uh that manufactures uh the product in the uk called injenko and we were talking to them for years beforehand and they used to always say to us guys, use this, try it, try it, try it. And it was never up to what we thought was the right standard. Yeah. And then we started working with them and we started saying, can we tweak this? Can you tweak that? Can you change this? Can you change that? And then, um, when the time, when we did our first podcast together, that was when it was literally the, when we were like, yeah, we signed it off. It's good to go. You know? <laughs> um, and basically to, to put it short, it's, it's, paint a real paint job that can be peeled off so right. that's like it's 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 like sorcery it's like magic honestly i'm telling you it's some weird thing that happens there because when when you when you have a car that's been topaz skinned and you look at the car you wouldn't think that this is a temporary product or something you think yeah. this car is painted in this color so um yeah it it's uh it's kicked off really really well uh a lot of work though a lot of work um so we thought it was going to be easier than it actually is but it's actually harder than respraying a car because when you respray a car you don't have to worry about bringing it back to originality right you're just yeah. respraying and knowing that it's going to be like that forever um so uh yeah that 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 was the the learning curve is that it is harder than it looks but we still we got there with this it's been evolving ever ever since
0: yeah, because I remember when I saw that car, because I, I arrived, I had a look around, whatever, I saw a green Cayenne in the car park. I was like, oh, that's quite, that's quite nice. It's a bit different. Don't see that yeah. every day. And yeah, then yeah. forgot about it. And then yeah. you were like, oh, this is peelable. And I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. This, <laughs> no way. Um, so, and then when you do that sort of spray, because I know other people are now doing it as well and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, of course. It's, it's available in different places. Um that is like PPF. It's it, it's pretty sort of similar-ish to PPF in terms of protection. Is that
4: right? It is similar. Yeah. So depending, the nice thing about Topaz again, So first, first point. So you have a lot of people doing it. Uh, a similar product. Mm. This product specifically is our own uh, intellectual property. So the the formula, the way it's been done, is to us. We paid quite a lot of money to have that to be yeah. unique to us so the finish I, i've seen a few other jobs that are peelable paints and they still they, they haven't bridged that gap between it looking like a vinyl and it looking like a paint job it's yeah. in between sort of thing whereas what i wanted, to what i was setting out with topaskin was it needs to look like a paint job like it needs to behave like paint so then yeah. what we actually did that we started putting uh so we're putting manufacturer paint on top of our product so we were able to finish it. We be able to sand it exactly the same as if it were real paint. I mean, it okay. is real paint. So yeah. So so that so that from that aspect, so there there are other products out there, but they're not exactly the same as our product, right? And, but you know, and that's not me just saying that. Genuinely, it is. I just want to make yeah. that point clear because we paid loads of money to make sure that it is different. <laughs> <laughs> so if I didn't say that, I would be doing ourselves. I'd be doing ourselves a disservice. I know. Um, yeah. I've seen,
0: you know, you've, you've got videos and sort of pictures on Instagram and whatever of cars in various stages of, of this process. And it is very much a, from, from looking at it, it's, it's as if you're respraying the car. Like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: Like you're ripping full, the full entire on. car. Yeah, yeah yeah, car. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, full on respray.
0: So I guess the question is, why would someone go to the effort of doing this rather than just respraying it? Because it's basically the same
4: Yeah, yeah. So there's two options. There's two things. One, if someone wants to keep the originality of the car. So to give you an example, uh, we did an old Bugatti, right? Uh, And it it had cracks on the paint, original paint, never been painted before. It had stone chips, had fracture lines. It it just it was an original old school Bugatti. The customer wanted to have it looking brand new, but didn't want to take away from its originality. Okay. We then put topaz skin on. We then filled all the cracks, all the stone chips, and made it look like it's a perfect paint job. Right. But it's peelable. So now, so now, when the customer's done with it looking all amazing and he wants to sell it, he'll give it back to us. it will spend about three or four days with us. We'll take everything off, including all the filler that was filling all the imperfections oh, in, the, wow. in the in the existing uh, paint job. And then he then has a car that's exactly how it was original so something with that's that valuable you don't want to repaint because then it'll actually devalue it further right it'll devalue it because if if you put something that's permanent then it's not going to keep they're going to say oh why was it crashed did it have an issue all that kind of stuff so that from that's from that aspect second aspect is say for example right now you're looking for i don't know a performante and -hmm. you're like i want a black one and all you see is red ones, yellow ones, and yeah. white ones, whatever. And you can get a good deal on one. And you're like, you know, I can get a really good deal. They like can give me a, you know, it's, it's not the right spec, but I really wanted it in black. But I'm getting a good deal. You then come to us. We would then do it in the color that you wanted. And the colors are basically limitless. You can choose any color out there, literally any yeah. color. And, um, and then you'd get the car done. And then you drive it, enjoy it the way that it is, even though you got a better price. Yes, you have to spend money on, on doing it with us. Um, but then at least then you've got this product, which the car, which is what you wanted. And, uh, and you're happy with it. Even to give you, so we did JK's car. I don't know if you've seen it on our YouTube channel. Uh, we did uh, No, it, oh, okay. it did Lusso. It was purple. It was gray. We turned it to purple. And he was like, he was like to me, Nabil, I'm like, so bored of the car. I've had it for a couple of years now, two, three years. Ah, yeah, you know, what should I do? I'm like, let's turn it purple. He's like, yeah, let's purple it. Gold <laughs> wheels. Let's do the whole lot. And then when he did that, he still has it till today. And he's like, it's a new, le- it's, it's a new leaf of life for, for the car. He's like, I feel like I've got a new car again. Yeah. So again, it's, it's that sort of thing. So that's why people do it from that aspect. Um, comparing it to PPF the thickness is up to us so we can uh, put as many layers or uh, the the, the least amount of layers obviously there's a minimum that we would put on um but uh then you have uh you can start layering it so for example anywhere that's close to the to the front bit we put a bit more you know Mm. um the the rear arches we put a bit more because that's where you'd get more more stone chips and things like that um so yeah it does protect the paint it's uh, it's quite thick uh, especially when you layer it on it becomes very very thick
0: yeah i, I totally get that like there's certain cars that you don't want to you know they're like really original but it's quite fun to have them in different colors
4: yeah 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 really and then,
0: like but then in terms of in terms of price to like a respray versus topaz topaz skin
4: yeah is it a bit cheaper or is it very similar it's more expensive. So, it's more expensive. More expensive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it has to be, because the amount of work involved is more than a respray. So, again, it dep- everything depends on the quality, right? For yeah. me, qu- quality is time, right? The more time you spend on something, and, and I don't mean just one guy working on the car for the next three months and then you say, yeah, that he spent loads of time on it. No, I'm talking about like a team of six, seven, eight people working on a car for a good three weeks in different parts. Yeah. The value chain is quite large, right? So, so you, have, you have many people working on the car a single time. And the quality standards that we say and that we, we do are so high, hence why, I don't know if you've seen the F1 that we did uh, Topaz with. I've seen that you've done one,
0: but I've not seen the car.
4: It, it, you wouldn't be able to tell. It's, it's, it's a, it's a not, non-permanent paint. Yeah. You'd you think the car came out of the factory this way. So so it's, um, especially when you park up next to the 250 GTO. Oh my <laughs> God, it looks incredible. Yeah, that was, that, that was uh, yeah, the, my insurance company definitely had a had, had babies, I think, when I told them I had both those cars <laughs> in it at the same time. Plus, I had another two F1s in at that time as well. We had over, I think it was about over £145 million worth of cars Ooh. that day. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it was, it was a, I couldn't sleep that night. Because I know the owner of that F1, Yes. Did you do
0: his two fifty?
4: No, no, no. That's a that's a that's, that's that's a different. Yeah, so that was no. That his two fifty was the the color that we matched the F one to.
0: Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah.
4: he wanted the F one to match his two fifty. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I, I haven't seen the the finished version. It just looks incredible. Honestly, like I, I, for me, my my expectations are so high. I'm I'm known in the business to be the guy that doesn't get impressed very easily. Yeah. Right. <laughs> because I, because I'm like my expectations are so high ever of, of everything. But when I saw that, I was like, bloody well done, guys. Like, this is just <laughs> epic. This just looks epic. Yeah, I've seen some some pretty cool
0: sort of cars come out of the colour change process over the last, I don't know, couple of years, I guess. One that I particularly remember, oh, obviously an F1. That's pretty that's pretty yeah. up there. But one yeah, I remember because yeah. I was like, Oh, um, was it GT two RS that you yeah. did the interior? Yeah, and the, and the exterior and the an exterior.
4: Well. Yeah, yeah. That that yeah. was the, that sh- that created created shockwaves. I think to, <laughs> in the world because when they saw that, they didn't actually people. I don't think until that point knew that we did that kind of service. Um, and with yes. that, no one knew that we did that. So because usually some things that we do, we only do for some of our VIP clients, and we help them out by doing it rather than saying that we publicly do it. Yeah. But the 2 RS that was a full on. Cosmetic uh, restoration or like enhancement whichever we're going to call it plus the interior was just oh my god it was just breathtaking when you saw how much leather and where the leather was and the design of the leather with the stitching and it's just amazing it was absolutely amazing yeah so for the really audience
0: cool. there's not come across this there's a green gt2 rs on topaz's instagram i don't know is there a youtube video
4: youtube video yeah there's
0: a youtube there's video a YouTube of the whole, pro- yeah, yeah and you you took a car what was the interior before
4: it was, the, it was a launchback car. So it had, had basically the red in parts of the interior. Uh, it was a silver car. Um, from memory, it had the champagne-style wheels, uh, the Goldie, mm. light gold wheels. Um, and the, the customer was like, I want to make this car unique. I'm never going to sell it, so I, I want to make it unique to me. So we painted it uh, British Racing Green to match his uh, Pista. Mm. and uh, we did interior it was Koyo. so the whole interior oh, nice. was Koyo. Yeah. uh and um it was actually the same the same leather that they use at ferrari so we managed to get that leather put that in the car but we also did some parts for example the uh seats had a gradient of different greens Oh, okay which is which is a nod to the old school porsches yeah yeah yeah, yeah. where they got the different gradient down the middle of the seat yeah i like
0: that and i remember um, seeing that and going Oh, like, uh, I, I feel like this probably cost a lot of money, but you're like, oh, but how much did it cost? Like, is this doable? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. There's, there's so many cars, and, and you, you must find this as well. You'll look out and you'll be like, I really want this car, but trying to find that car in the interior-exterior color combination that you actually want is basically impossible. It and is unless impossible. Unless you manage to order it, and even then, not necessarily possible.
4: Yeah, yeah. It's it's you. You actually wouldn't be able to do what we did on that car through the factory. Even CCX, they wouldn't. I don't think they would go as far as we did. We had every part of that interior wrapped in leather. Obviously, it's very, it's very counterintuitive when you think about it because G two RS is all about lightweight, right? You're yeah. trying to get a lightweight car and trying to make it super lightweight. But actually, people, uh, if I don't know if you've driven a two RS before or not, but no, it's. Yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah, it's it's very very uh, it's actually very easy to drive. Comparing, comparing to a, I had a three RS Wiesack, and obviously we've got the two RS mm. MR, and uh, the two RS MR is such an easier drive. It's much more relaxed. Um, the the gearbox, the clutch, the way everything works, it's just super smooth because it's a turbocharged engine. So yeah. it's, it's got that it's got the inertia, the way it drives and everything. Whereas with the RS with the three RSs, they're like, you know, they're very very angry cars yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> then they're, they're, they're always like clack clack, clack clack. you know they're always making noises and stuff like that so so the the owner was like you know what i want to i want to just i want to make it a bit more cruiser-esque so where where you've got the titanium roll cage you can put wrap it in leather yeah you know put leather all over it I'm like, okay cool that's interesting and then the flooring <laughs> floor put it leather even the front uh compartment where you have the the water tank yeah we took that all that obviously the whole car, we stripped the whole car. And then we, we put leather all the way on the inside of that of that uh, compartment. The the luggage nice. compartment. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. It's obscene. I,
0: love, I love that attitude of taking so I'm at the moment pondering changing my um nine eleven S C resto mod for something else, something earlier. I was at Tuttle the other day looking around and someone had done, and this was literally like, before I'd got there, I was like, this is slightly what I'm thinking, but someone had already done it. Um, They'd taken a two litre short wheelbase kind of cup race car. Yeah. um, Build and then put a really nice, like, interior in it and it still <laughs> yeah. had the full cage but the full cage was like wrapped in leather and stitched mm. and whatever and it had the the crossbars in the doors so that if you want to race but they you unbolted them so oh, most of the time okay, they're not okay. there and then yeah. the interior was that kind of like I don't know what it is like cross stitched leather that you see in yeah. like singers and stuff like that mm. And like, just like a capita style uh,
4: is, it, is it the leather or is it, was it leather or was it uh, leather
0: fabric leather okay yeah, 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 I think it's like quite tricky to get hold of um, yeah, yeah. Or to do well, yeah, it is. Or to do well, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. But that, like, you looked at it and was like, this is technically a race car, but he's made it a bit nicer, and yeah, it probably weighs, yeah, yeah. I don't know, five yeah, kilos yeah. more or ten kilos more because of it, yeah, but still yeah. weighs,
4: like, a ton. And you're like, oh, I yeah, like yeah, yeah. that blend of, this sort of yeah, the sort Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it makes a big difference, honestly. Like, for me, it's, 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 uh, it's cool doing something different right mm. so after the two rs we had i think probably about 14 15 inquiries on two rs's and we actually mm. had we were commissioned uh, to do four more cars so we've done four more of those cars <laughs> but we couldn't post them up because they want to they didn't want to anyone to know about them yeah so we do a lot of cars that that we can't post up which is um it is what it is you know the, the clients want to keep them can you tell me themselves. the vague
0: colors what, what uh
4: we did, so, so so the 2RS we did uh something very wild for the Middle East. So we okay. did uh like a white car uh with white interior. Ooh. Ooh. All, all white interior. Wow. Like white white like everywhere white. Wow. Yeah yeah it was very very <laughs> very random but at the same time it was very unique. So exactly the same thing. We also did uh, another one in gray uh with a uh, with a, a relatively uh calm interior so again gray leather inside to match wheels being nice. gray as well so we did a couple of these these topaz edition to rs's <laughs> 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 <did for> them. <laughs> have you got people
0: lining up their next car being like when this arrives it's coming to yeah
4: you. you know what because the thing is that the the, uh, the the so the bit with the interiors is, is um so we strip everything on the interior We then work with a company in Germany to do exactly what we want them to do in terms of designs, and they do it for us. They do all of the leather work for the Porsche Classics and uh, all of the factory, some part of the factory stuff, the CCX. They actually do the leather. So this firm is one of the suppliers that does the leather, that actually does the physical leather work um you know it takes years and years and years of of working with leather to be able to get a proper finish and it Mm. took us a long time to find these guys and that's why we never we never offered this kind of service before on the interior specifically because the leather was never done in a a way where we were happy with it yeah so what we do now is basically we we strip the whole car apart we then we, we have a specific way of sending each piece so then we send the parts to germany they get done they get brought back here we then fit them make sure the fitment is perfect and then we then do some of our final trimming in-house so it's it's a it's a blend of of the, the the two basically interior uh Components making sure that you know mm-hmm. they get the interior to look great and then we fit it well so it looks great, and then you got the design element, so then you got the stitches, the stitching, where the stitching needs to be and where it needs to end, and where should it go and not go. You know, when you're doing a, when you're doing a uh, an interior and when you're doing you know leather, every everywhere leather, you you you've got to have stitches, right? You got to stitch yeah. the leather together in different parts, so you really need to know, uh. You need to know what looks nice and doesn't look nice. So, yeah, Mazda and I spent ages looking at the <laughs> interiors of cars and going, yeah, should we put stitching here or here or here? It's a nightmare. That is an <laughs>
0: endless can of worms. I've got a friend um, who's having a, a car built at the moment and he keeps sending me interior, interior shots of, like, different design ideas. Yeah, I, I, As much as I, I actually him. have an opinion, which I think is better... Like yeah. this is such a can of worms when you start looking at it and you're like, but I like details and you're like, well, if I can do anything, yeah. you've given me five That's options. Right. I would like to take that of that one, shift this a little bit and like, oh, no, <laughs> hours and hours. Well,
4: honestly, honestly, it becomes, a, especially imagine trying to do it for clients, right? Because people have, sometimes, and I hate to say this, the, the, people don't, they might know, might they might think they know what looks good but oh yeah but they don't know what looks good so we're, we're, yeah. we've seen it so we're like don't do it this way because it's going to look horrible yeah and then we get to the stage where we're like well if you want it done this way we're not going to do it get okay, someone else to yeah. do it and then they're like okay okay i get it okay i get the point you're you're you that strong about that point i'm like yes it's not <laughs> going to look good and then when it gets done and they look at it offers, it's like yeah you're all right but like, actually yeah, it's fine <laughs> i should listen to you in the first place like yeah yeah but it is what it is
0: yeah, I, I'm definitely someone that likes, I would like to, I've got maybe have an idea and I would be like, okay, can you find me three versions of this, only three, mm. and I want to yeah. look at those three and go that one. I don't want, yeah. like when you're showing me a sample of a colour, I do not want to see 30 samples
4: that yeah, are very similar horrible. because yeah, like, yeah. you
0: can't make that decision.
4: And it's difficult. It becomes very difficult. But and yeah. frustrating, it ruins it ruins the whole thing because then you're like, actually, I was having fun doing this. Now it's become a chore.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It needs to, I guess, it needs to take enough time for people to feel like they're getting a personalised experience, but not too much time that you literally yeah. are just pulling your hair out and you're like, but what if yeah, I'd done yeah. the
4: other thing? No, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah but it's but it's cool it's cool that we we get to um we get to work with these you know with these very unique individuals because uh, you know they have such you know the this is why i love about my job really is that you you get to meet people who are who are truly um abstract really they yeah. are in their in their thought process and how they think and um a lot of them you know to be able to afford cars like these have to be thinking out the box yeah. in, in whatever they're doing whether they're business owners or so so so, you know, it's uh it's quite cool to see to delve into someone's mind to see how they're thinking and what they think looks good or not. Like that 2RS, the green one, the one that's just gone viral, yeah. the owner had a lot to do with with the design of it. And he's got such amazing taste that uh, you know, he's we've done a few cars for him. Mm. And actually whenever he's doing something, I'm like, Are you sure that's gonna look okay? And he's like, Yeah, I'm like, Do you know what? Actually I can see it working, so let's let's do it.
0: Yeah, that must be a particularly fun part of doing what you do. Because like, like me with the podcast, yeah. I love getting to meet new people and chat to people and generally try and pick people that are doing something interesting. Um, yeah. And yeah, like, like you said, all the people that are coming to you have for some reason or other, yeah. you know, got somewhere in their life and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. have got a, probably a different outlook to the, the average person and they you get to chat to them all and be like, hey let's do this yeah
4: it's great and that's yeah you get to meet so many interesting people um which which is fantastic i mean but we now we do so many cars so on average we do uh per year uh between 2800 to 3000 cars a year in london so it's a lot in london only yeah it's a lot of cars a lot of cars between seven to ten cars a day so so yeah, it's a lot of cars. And then we do, I think last year we did 650-odd 600 cars for Bristol. So we get, we get to meet a lot of in- cool <laughs> individuals, of cool. right? Yeah, it's a lot of people. Obviously, some people have two or three or four cars. Yeah. So it's not that many people that you get to meet. But it, it's interesting to, to meet some of these people. And I wish I had more time to meet people more often. But yeah. I just don't. I've got to run the business. We're yeah. growing it now, international, all that kind of stuff. So, unfortunately, I don't deal with, with the customs anymore, but I wish I did because that was the fun part, you know? Yeah.
0: What's been, um, well, I think when we did the other podcast, you were just, yeah. you'd just done in Bristol. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you're, you're all over the shop. I feel like you've got a few are. other
4: places. Where we are, are you now? we are, we are, that's why, you got, that's why it was more grey hairs this time, <laughs> right, compared to the last time I spoke to you. Um, so yeah, Bristol, we just, we opened up at that time when you were just, when yeah. we had a chat, and that's done really, really well. Greg and the team there have done a fantastic job they've um they, they've got you know local business uh we had local business there before we had the clover group and other dealers mm. as well there um so it was we we're quite fortunate in the sense that we were able to just service that work directly from there um but then greg has done a fantastic job in growing that so now as i said we've done over 600 cars uh, last year and it's it's growing and we're looking to get more space there, but I'm trying to hold off in, in, in for a little bit because I don't know what's going to happen with this damn chip problem that's oh, yeah. killing everyone. Yeah, so so um, you know, I, I don't want to expand too quickly with our UK sites uh, without, without uh, waiting to see what happens.
1: Yeah, I guess you know? that...
4: I'd, I'd not thought about that, but if people
0: can't get their new cars... Yeah, they're not getting their new car's PPF.
4: Yeah, we're in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so then so then you've got to look at, literally, then we're like, it's, it's we're just waiting. We're mm. waiting for the cars. And when the cars come, they're all going to come at once. And that's <laughs> going to be a a nightmare. Because, you know, you have only a certain, we, we don't, ru- we, I don't rush jobs. So, although um, we can do them very quickly because our team are so experienced now. Uh, but we don't, we don't shortcut things. So yeah. for me, it's a problem. There's a capability. But, you know, there's a capability cap to what we can do, a production capability cap. So I don't know. I I just hope that we start getting these cars trickling through rather than them just coming in a glut, you know?
0: Yeah. How has it been scaling from, I mean, even before you were doing like, I don't know, 400 or something a year. How has it been scaling from that to two and a half thousand, whatever it is now in one location? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: The thing is you know it it's uh, yeah it, it it's for me it's process management right you learn a lot of things along the lines uh, along the the time and uh, and you, we've got a good team around us really good team so when 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 things go a bit upside down and and we have deadlines and things like that and then we all suddenly have 10 vip customers at the same time that want to get their cars mm. done Um, the team really pull up all the spot stops. You know, they work on the weekends, they work late, you know, to really try to support the business. Um, So I've been very lucky in the sense that we've had such a good team around us, really good team. Um, And uh, also, to be honest, it's the the process. It's, It's literally if you come to our workshop and you have a look what it's like um and how many cars we you do. You'd never think you'd think, oh, this is too small to do for how many cars you guys yeah. are doing. But it's every single thing is process I mean, it's process managed. Every single aspect of the of the of the process. Whether this when it comes comes in, whether it gets photographs, whether it comes in for the wash, you've got a specific time for the wash. Then it goes into a specific yeah. bay, then it goes from there, then it moves, then it moves like literally it, it, it's, it's like a precise Swiss watch. You know when it comes mm. to that That's one thing that I've been able to do uh, and to learn from. And then when you look at expansion, look. At, so right now I didn't answer your question properly, but we're now in, uh, so we've just opened up Bahrain. Mm-hmm. That's our first international site. Okay. Uh, we were going to be opening up Switzerland, but things got delayed because uh, we were about to get a spot. The spot was taken, and then we found that actually, this spot couldn't take water anyway so you couldn't wash Anything. cars inside which is obviously a fundamental no of what we need to do um, so so since then we had to yeah there's always challenges and people don't realize that they don't realize they think oh it's just so easy to grow or so easy to do 3,000 mm. cars a year in one location honestly it requires a lot of time and effort a lot of time and effort but yeah so we are uh, Qatar was sorry uh, Bahrain was our first international site that's yeah. done really well now um, it sounds like quite a good location, that because a lot of that part of the world all kind of come through, go to Bahrain at some point. At some point, yeah, yeah, and then you got the amazing F one track there as mm. well, and everything else like that. So, um, uh, you know, for us it was a no brainer. You know, when we, uh, when we when we met our partners over there, they were like, "We want to bring Topaz to to the region." Uh, to Bahrain, um, please, you know, let's do it. And I said, you know, after after speaking to them, after speaking to the guys, I was very comfortable with how they understood my mythology, my, Mazen's mm-hmm. perspective of quality, my perspective of business growth. So so we, 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 we were able to get the right uh, chemistry. And I think that's mm-hmm. very, very important, you know. And then, uh, yeah, from there, we just, um, we literally launched, uh, it was 's been open soft opening like the last three months, but we, they were locked down and then they had like you know from lockdown to like semi lockdown then to another lockdown, so it was an issue mm. um, but now they 've officially launched so yeah it's cool look it 's our first international site of uh, and we've got four more lined up which are happening uh, in the next three to six months
0: nice because a yeah. lot a lot of your cars were coming from internationally i guess a reasonable amount would the customers of the car are international but actually the cars might have been made in the uk let's say it's apparent it's been made in the uk then come to you then go internationally but you were having a lot of cars come in internationally as well weren't you
4: yeah 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 we had a lot we had a lot of middle eastern cars come in so we used to get loads of cars coming in uh getting flown from saudi uh from dubai uh from qatar all the way to us, getting treated here and then going back again. So now the fact that we're opening up in Bahrain, we've opened up in Bahrain, Qatar is going to be opening up in the next four to six weeks, which is very cool. Um, Don't even ask me about how difficult it is to build a site (laughs) on FaceTime. (laughs) Okay, yeah. (laughs) It's honestly the most difficult thing in the world. You know, thank God we've got amazing partners because if we didn't, (laughs) <laughs> and it was down to me to do all of it. It would be a nightmare, absolute nightmare. But yeah, all the designs and everything, I, I did all the designs for the, each, for each uh, site. So it's very, very important that it's got, you know, it's got exactly how we, we run our workshops with every yeah. single site. But yeah, you just wait to see. The, the, the Bahrain one is an amazing, amazing site. Qatar one is amazing too. It's got a, It's right in the center as well. It's right in the center of, of uh, the city in mm. Doha. Um, That's cool. so very cool very very cool
0: is it difficult hiring people at the well not even the moment but just generally to
1: many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey
4: Um do the volume. Uh do you know what the people thing is um it's it's funny because human beings have a funny way of dealing with other humans, right? And <laughs> what I mean by that is um we we tend to get people who are not experienced. Yeah. And uh because when they're experiences you have bad habits or they may think that they're doing something in a specific way which is correct but it's not within our protocol and Mm -hmm. it's not right and sometimes it's hard to get them to stop that way of thinking right yeah so so it's easier for us to just get people who are who are not trained and say here you go this is a squidgy here you go this is what you need (laughs) to do The, the the downside is that when you you invest in people you uh you know you train them the cost of material for them to that they're burning material essentially because yeah. they keep on putting it on cars and it has to come off because it doesn't pass quality control obviously um with all of that said and all the, you know how much time and effort we spend with them then some people will go great yeah i love it and then six months later they're like okay cool uh well now you need to pay me double and we're like do you not realize that we've just had to invest so much into this? Right. So, so, so it has its own challenges and mm. you, you, some people are like that. Some people know, some people are so dedicated to, to what they're doing and, 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 and it works really well, but yeah, it is staff, uh, is, is something that's a fundamental of our growth, you know? So by, by next year, we're going to be, uh, circa 150 people in the business. Okay. So, um, uh, you know, and then every site that gets attached on will be another thirty, forty people. So, yeah, it's, it's staffing is is uh, the the bane of my life. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I can imagine. It's it's very difficult to uh, come up with these very precise processes, and then yeah. <laughs> slot human lives in. in the yeah,
4: middle. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but you know, you, you know what? It it's it, uh, as I said, I'm so lucky to have. Uh, this, the, the, the people that work with us—they've done such a fantastic job in in how they're doing everything and dedication. The ded- dedication that they've shown is just amazing. Yeah, really amazing. And that's why some of them are uh, shareholders in the business as well. Yeah, oh, cool. so they're able to get shares through through their hard work and dedication. So that's the way of, of uh, cool. rewarding them. I like that. When you're um,
0: when someone sends you McLaren F1, for example. Yeah. And they say, "I want you to repaint it in a different colour without re- whatever." So, spray it, and you've mm. got to pull the entire car apart. Yeah. Presumably, you don't just say to this guy over there or that lady, "Okay,
4: you just take that apart." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the customer <laughs> exactly. probably wouldn't be very happy with that. How no, do you approach no. that? Um, you have to. So, this is this is where our years of dealing with people and being good to our partners, right? And par- I say partners because we have people who do subcontract work for us, who come in and do work for us uh, when we need them. And there's people that we employ in-house that are our, um, you know, the, the, the stripper fitters yeah. uh, who, who who strip cars, fit cars and things like that. But they don't just do that at a basic level. They also are super technical you know, gold techs from Porsche before, okay. or the Bugatti technicians, or they have worked for Pagani as, as a as a as a you know um, uh, head tech there. So you, those are the kind of individuals that you get working on these cars. You'll never get a, a, a sort of a guy that works in a uh, you know a Citroen uh, garage who <laughs> yeah. takes bumpers off to get to do MOT or something to do these kind of cars. You'd never be able to do that. Not saying that they can't, just saying that it's it's too much risk for us yeah. as a business. Yeah, I I think
0: everyone that's ever had work done on their car by someone that's not, even even, I even worry when I send it to an official dealership because you you never know who you're going to get. But like you hear the horror stories of bits coming off, breaking tabs and whatever, and and then not really going back together or going back together and then they rattle forever. And and you're like, I just don't want to do that.
4: You've got to be very selective. You got to be very, very selective on who you get to work on these cars because otherwise, there is there is such high risk. I mean, the, the, the things are so expensive on these cars. So you know, if you if you take them off in a in a in a fast way and you break clips or you break something and something scratches or even even a tiny scratch on on one of the plastics or or one yeah. of the finishes in the interior, it's super expensive and it's so damaging to our name as well. Yeah. 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 It's a tricky one
0: but then like and it's i think if anyone comes and hangs out and has a, a look around you'll you'll see very uh, very quickly that you guys are like super anal about making sure things are done properly like to to a level like i'm pretty into my details but my knowledge of the the products and the way it is is pretty minimal so i'll look around and be like oh it looks pretty good and you'll be like I think Mazin showed me around, and he was like, "No, that that's coming off. Yeah. That is that is not good." I was like, "Ah, oh, seemed pretty good to me." Like, nope, it's not, it's not, Yeah,
4: that sounds like something he would do. Yeah, <laughs> so, so, sometimes people will go, "Maz, are you purposefully like saying my car's crap?" I'm like, "It's like, no, honestly, I can't either way. If you want me to tell you how it is, this is what I think is good." And then, and then when they realize what you know, the the, the standards that we have then they're like, actually, okay, it makes sense, you know? Mm. Yeah, it, make, it makes sense, okay, yeah, to get it that perfect. If you want it that perfect, then yeah, it makes sense to do it that
0: way. I think one of the questions I asked you um, in, in the first podcast was like, which manufacturer did the cars sort of come the best in terms of like overall quality, finish, everything? And I think Bugatti was the answer. It was. I presume that's still the case?
4: Yeah, yeah definitely, for sure. Bugatti is just you know, they, they, they just know how to do, to just work paint. They know how to finish a car, even not just the paint work, everything in the interior, the way the fit and finishes, it's just, it's just, it's basically, it's a, it's a Porsche on steroids. That's what it mm. is, you know? So, <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, you, you get, you get the, the best of all worlds really. Yeah. And then, so you, you probably see
0: a lot of the sort of modern resto mod type cars, whether it's an Alphaholics or Eagle or all that stuff now. Um, any sort of like stand out underneath? Because I guess you sort of see these things when you're stripping them.
4: Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, all- yeah, it, it's, it's, you know, I think depending on who it is, I mean, Singer, for example, they do things properly, right? So... They they they've been doing it for a while now, so they they know yeah. what to do and you know and how to do it. So so I think from that aspect, uh, a lot of them what they do and like any other manufacturer, there's always going to be bits and bobs that need to be tweaked. I mean, right now if yeah. you look at Ferrari or Lamborghini or even Bugatti, to a certain degree, depending on how how you know what you think perfect should be you know on the devos they had a couple of small issues here and there but they get them rectified and 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 i think it's unreasonable to think that any a car will be 100 percent perfect i think it's totally unreasonable to think that right so um it's it's still something that is being put together yes some some of it is being done in mass by machines but some of it's being done by hand so i think there needs to be a limit to how crazy we can go with with how perfect things should be, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's like you said, it takes time and hours to get to there's a reason Bugattis are incredibly expensive. Yeah. Now there are also other cars that are very expensive, maybe a similar amount of money that yeah. possibly are not done in the same way. So that's a different yeah. That's a different reason. But yeah. Yeah, yeah like I don't expect a car that costs fifty grand to have the same Paint finish as a car that costs one hundred and fifty grand
4: yeah, yeah,
0: they might be the same to be honest, but
4: yeah yeah, a lot of them are <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, yeah you 're right, but it just depends on the manufacturer i think uh, some some have some have the ability to uh, you know churn out a lot of cars at the same time, keep quality up, Porsche being mm. one of them right, so but they, they, their numbers aren 't huge right they're not they 're not massive, massive numbers. Um, but you know, and manufacturers, I think, have actually looked to improve all of this. So Ferrari being one of them, right? Ferrari were were okay. were renowned to have not the best paintwork, and now they're getting better and better. Yes, the orange peel content is always going to be what it is, right? Because you just can't, without you having to sand down every single panel, and spend you know like what we spend a hundred hours odd yeah. on getting paintwork to be finish. They build a car in a hundred hours, right? So they're never yeah. gonna spend that much time on a on on, on, on paintwork, you know? No, and the
0: sort of added value in the process is not it's not worth it.
4: It's... No, it's not. Because most people unfortunately will not know the difference,
0: you know? But I think that's a very nice place to be. I would I am happy not knowing any more about paint and detailing and stuff, so that I can blissfully wander around and all the cars have got perfect (laughs) paint.
4: yeah yeah exactly yeah and you think that and then and that you know what there is a there is an element of of that where you know you you, you, that's why i said you've got to have a limit to how crazy we go if someone comes to us and says i want this car to be perfect like i want it Mm. spot on then you're gonna get the worst out of us because it's like then we'll go okay fine well if you want it perfect this and this and this has to happen you know, yeah. and they're like, "Okay, have you got a car that's been that's done? You know, you've done a signature treatment to it." And we're like, "Yeah, a level five treatment." We're like, yeah, never look at this. And they're like, "Wow, okay, I can tell the difference." You know, when you open yeah. up your eyes to it, then it's like, "Shit, I'm like really stuck to like now being at <laughs> this stage." You know, um, every car I have to have is gonna look like that. But yeah, you know, um, yeah, it's it's one of those things. It's one of those things. But there's a balance. Yeah,
0: it's all about finding the balance. And it, that balance sometimes correlates to value of car and the amount of money you're spending on it. But then equally, that doesn't necessarily mean the case because I think you've had quite a few cars through, I imagine now, but they're comparatively worth very little
4: and they probably had a lot of work done to them. Yeah, loads. You'll be a surprise actually, of how many cars we've done um, that they have spent honestly a small fortune on people. Customers are like... I want it to be spot on, you know. We've had uh, MX5s that wanted that needed to be like fully restored, like pristine, you know, uh, where the car's worth a couple grand, you know, and, and the yeah. customer would have spent 25, 30 grand <laughs> on getting it restored. Uh, but it, it means so much to them. We had, uh, you know, 206 rallies or 205 rally, I think it was. We yeah. had um, We had so many different aspects, so many different little cars a lot of them hatchbacks actually uh loads of m3s e30 m3s and stuff like that we had and they're like we want a pristine we want a perfect you know um so yeah you know it's it's interesting because whenever we get some oh even we had a volvo at some stage an old volvo wagon that's done one hundred and fifty thousand miles and and it's uh, i can't even remember the model name i'll be honest with you and it was uh yeah the, the customer wanted to get things resprayed and get it fully ppf'd and he brings it to us once every couple of months for like a detail it's it's incredible it's incredible like hats off honestly it's amazing
0: it's pretty fun having those sorts of things because that's obviously that is a labor of like love there's for no sure. like value sure. retention other than personal in that yeah, yeah. there's whatsoever. no financial like sense at all to that no during all of this time because you, you guys have, as the two of you, have always had some pretty fun cars. Yeah. Um, have, have, what are you What are you driving at the moment?
4: Uh, so my daily is a Range Rover. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm in love with it. I'm, I've, I've always had a Range Rover, and I've always, you know, uh, I've always loved them. They're just so comfortable. It's like sitting in your living room everywhere, yeah. <laughs> you know. So, so that that well, that's quite cool. Um, although I'm I'm thinking about potentially changing it for a. Uh, a GLS, uh, which is, I, I love the new GLSs, the 63s. They look really yeah. cool. They look very aggressive. Um, that or a G Wagon, because the G Wagon I've had before, I had the G Wagon before, and it's, it's, um, they had the pre faced form, which was just yeah. terrible. Like it was so <laughs> bad. Yes. It's so bad. I remember trying to overtake at one stage in a small country lane, and honestly, I thought I was going to go straight into the ditch because when you're <laughs> overtaking, you're like, you, you you, turn, you go into the other lane, you plant it, and then all of a sudden you still have to be like this whilst going straight. <laughs> so I'm there going like this straight. Like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And it was on a slight bend as well. Oh, my God. It was just, yeah. That, since that time, I then sold it and never had a G-Wagon again. Yeah. But every time <laughs> I speak to Shmi, to Tim, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, he keeps on saying how good the G-Wagon is. So. And uh, one of my clients has got a really nice green ones that I'm trying to buy off him. So we'll see. We'll see what ha- what happens with that. But yeah, so uh, Range Rover for me, uh, got a GT3 coming, uh, the new one, uh, which mm-hmm. is, I think, uh, it's in the port now. So in the next nice. I think, two weeks, I'll probably get that car.
0: Have you gone manual or PDK?
4: PDK. So Mazen went manual on his one. Yeah. Um, and I'm happy I went for PDK. Um, I think the manual doesn't suit a car that modern anymore and we had a 997 rs as well 997 g3 rs uh manual uh that was epic and i think that's when that's when you the last of the cars for me that should have been manual everything else apart apart beyond that i think should be should be a, a you know pdk um and uh yeah so so we we're not a huge fan of the manual uh gt3 funny enough (laughs) <laughs> yeah very controversial i know but yeah, controversial, yeah. I know, it really is no it it, it feel it feels like it slows it down like it feels like it's a hindrance more than a, a yeah. like a, something that will actually help it you know what i mean it's 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 the pdk is something that we, the car is meant to be unless unless you get the touring which is more of a, a touring style gt3 yeah i get to i get why people would go manual with that i totally get it but if it's a winged car and you've got a cage in there, yeah. Ha- going
0: to ha- ha-
4: having you're going to be tracking it, right? And if you're tracking it, you don't want to be messing around with the manual, like you know. You know I, I agree. You know that's the thing. So, um, uh, so I've gone PDK on my one, uh, but no cage. So PDK with no yeah, cage. So that's the move yeah 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 yeah, and with we all the extended leather down the back so when you take out the cage you actually charge you like 400 quid more <laughs> because there's more leather to be put in okay um so that that goes all the way so i'm looking forward to that uh and then uh, obviously maz has got the two rs mr um yeah. that, that's still in the family um that's that's i don't think they gonna go anywhere anytime and the gt3 is going to um Mantai? Uh, yeah, when it comes, I think I'll probably send it off to Manti to get like, um, because it, cause the, the, the downside of the, the new GT3 is the, um, the suspension is quite stiff. Uh, right. it's quite crashy actually. Um, okay. so, so that's something that I want to get rectified. So I'll probably send send it off to Manti and they'll probably change all the suspension, get it to be a bit more compliant on the road. Yeah. Um, whilst probably putting Acro exhaust on it or something like that, you know, it's Yeah. something just to. Liven it up a bit, do a little bit of tweaking in a geo and whatnot. And yeah, that. exactly, exactly. That's the that's the thing. And then we've got uh, something a bit uh, totally out there, uh, a tracker which I never thought I'd buy, but we we <laughs> decided to buy it because it was such an epic car, uh, and we've always wanted to have one. So we always wanted to have his Senna, um, right. but uh, we never got around to getting the road car. And then we were worried about residual values and things like that. So we're like, no, let's not get that. So we decided to go for a Senna GTR, which which is totally bonkers because it's double the (laughs) price. Right. So, so, um, yeah. So we've got a Senna GTR right now. And it's the most incredible car I've ever driven in my life. Like, incredible. I've never driven anything like this before. I've driven a couple of race cars before. This is something just totally out there it's incredible absolutely incredible um and we got the prototype so we got the actual prototype the one okay. that the one that was, that was driven around in in every single track around yeah. the world there's been i think 24 tracks or something there's a sticker on 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 the door when you open it up where all the tracks it's been uh it's also been on goodwood as well went down the the run you know it's like it's like the blue with the chrome yeah, finished, the one that, that Bruno Senna was driving. The one that it's it's been around everywhere basically. Yeah. So we bought that one because we, we, we like the car. And we like the, the history of that one as well. You know.
0: And can you run that? You can just run that on kind of track days. Yeah. And test days. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly what we're doing. Very antisocial because everyone is in their normal cars, and then you come out. You, you pull up in a GTR in a, in a GTR, but yeah, it's. Um, Does it require much of
0: a crew to run?
4: Well, not really. no it doesn't that's the funny thing is actually it, it doesn't i mean um i'm quite handy anyway um but but uh I, to be honest with you it's um the 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 aspect of you know what, what you're going to be doing with it. you don't really need to have a team i mean if you wanted to have a team it makes it easier right so yeah. so when i used to be when i used to do stuff on like go-karts and all that kind of stuff and change the jetting and do bits and bobs and Uh, that was back then now. Yeah. I mean, if you really wanted to have a nicer time, you probably get a guy with you to help you doing stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um, but it's not necessary. You don't have to. The last track day that we, Maz and I took the car out, we didn't have anyone. Um, but yeah, fueling it was a, was a, was a, was an interesting thing because it's the first time I fuel a race car and you have to have that. That big thing that you have oh, to spill, yeah, 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 yeah. I was there. We were trying to fill it up <laughs> in the middle of a, a huge, loads of people looking, and I was just laughing my head off. I was like, "Don't yeah, spill
0: w- this everywhere!"
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was, I had uh, Carl Hartley actually was with me, and uh, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, no, let's put, <laughs> let's put the fuel, uh, you know, let's get the fuel." pipe thing across yeah. the engine and let's just fill it up on top of the engine and me and him were like yeah, yeah that's a great idea man was like are you two idiots
2: you gonna burn the car
4: yeah so it's good that we didn't yeah i say i'm handy maybe i was handy but no not anymore, <laughs> not anymore. That,
0: that sounds like i've been out in a in a a center that had a gtr engine in it mm. um and that was pretty nuts but i imagine the the GTR, will be a significant step up because of tires and whatnot and yeah, stuff like that. the aero is mad. The aero is And the aero. Mad. And being able to use slicks, which yeah. you can't, can't use on the, on the other car. Yeah. But do you, does the engine, is it, is it an hour's engine or is it like a mile's, miles.
4: So you've got actually miles on it. Yeah, so there are oh, nice. actually miles on the car. So our one has done 26,000 miles, I think it is. And okay. that's like off track loads yeah. of tracks you know what i mean it's not on the yeah. road you can't drive it's not a road car so i just
0: so, had a life that car yeah,
4: yeah 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 but but the cool thing is before we bought it so mclaren actually rebuilt the whole car for us so nice. so the whole engine the the gearbox the the clutch different parts of the whole car were were basically mechanically perfect um, mm. and they're like, the bodywork will leave to you guys because you guys are the best people to deal with that. We're like, yeah, okay, we'll deal with the bodywork if we need to. But we, it, 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 I think I'm not going to do anything to the bodywork, to be honest with you, because it's, it's, it's the prototype. It's the prototype. Yeah. So I don't, I don't see the, the, the need or the, the want to go and repaint it and stuff like that. I, I just don't think it's, I don't think it's the right thing to do for the car.
0: Yeah, it's got a
4: story. Might as well keep that story yeah yeah definitely definitely because because you know like 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 me when i bought when when we bought it we were like we liked the whole story behind it we like the fact that yeah. it was the prototype We like the fact that all these amazing race drivers drove it around and mm. set lap time records and all that kind of stuff so for us it was it's quite cool to have that you know what i mean rather than a just one that's been built for us from scratch and no one else has yeah. driven it you know so it's a different a different way of looking at it yeah
0: i think it's interesting like a car that sort of interests me at the moment is um, a 355 Challenge.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had one of those in a couple of months ago.
0: Oh, really? I, it's a car I've never... I've never, Actually, I've not even driven a 355. Yeah. But that, particularly at the moment, I look at it and go like, hmm, it's like it's a race car mm. that can be driven on the road, but it's probably almost the last race car that you could straight up drive on the road. Obviously... There's loopholes and whatever for driving other race cars, but that's about the blend in age when you can you can do it.
4: Yeah, epic car, mate, epic car. It's such a cool car. It's I, I had one of the best experiences of my life in a three five five. Oh, really? It was a Targa. It it, it drove like a like a go kart, honestly, and um and you don't expect too much from it either. Mm. It's not like you're expecting it to be like. The, the the fastest thing on the road or on the track, whatever no. it is. But it's just exhilarating. The drive is just amazing, absolutely amazing. No, I love the three five fives. I'm gonna have to have to have a go in one at some point. Oh, you will love it, you will love it. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 an amazing, amazing car. You'll you you'll actually be surprised how it feels. It feels like a go kart. Oh, okay. Because I have an image in
0: my head of what it will feel like. Yeah. And. That image, like the perception I have from just looking at it, is like a bit, a bit heavy, bit like oh, uh, slow a, to move around yeah, yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. sounds amazing.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. Put a capristo on the saddle, yeah. For exactly, not, not. sounds unbelievable. Right.
0: Well, I normally wrap these up with five questions. Yeah. yeah. So, do you have a most memorable
4: driving trip or journey? Uh, I do. We drove the. I drove my FF. And a, what uh, oh, car The car was it? It was an FF and uh, Mazin was in a, Oh, car was he in? I've gone blank. I can't remember what he was in, but I was in my FF. That's, that's yeah. the most important bit. I was comfortable. <laughs> he was in an uncomfortable car. And yeah. then we were with our friend who was in a uh, TDF. Yeah. And we drove back from Geneva uh, to, back here, back to London. And that was an epic drive because just it was just really long. It's the longest drive yeah. I've ever done, but it was <laughs> such a cool drive. And then we, uh, and then we were swapping cars and all that kind of stuff. So it was a, it was yeah. a really really nice experience.
0: That was fun. I I love those sorts of trips. Just like a couple of friends, a couple of different cars, ideally all insured. Yeah, however, are, that works exactly. so that you can yeah. swap around. Yeah, Yeah and then like you said being in something comfy yeah. that you can be in and then you can swap into the ones that are a
4: bit nuanced. that's right yeah yeah it was epic yeah and yeah from insurance perspective i'm insured on anything cuz i got the old mods trade thing i yeah. spent a fortune on insurance right a month a year. so so uh, for me i can drive anything so and i'll be insured which is great so i can always get into anyone's car and drive it yeah i'm i'm the same oh you um, do you have a mode trade insurance yeah
0: no but it's just with the cars and whatnot um my insurance at the moment is fully comp any car mm. um and it's like i said because i said to the insurance people i was like look i know some people that have some really 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 expensive cars <laughs> if someone somehow one day lets yeah. me have a go in a 250 gto yeah am i insured yeah and they're like,
4: yes Okay. oh my god yeah double check about that double check about the fireprint especially on a 250 gto yeah yeah. (laughs) you do realise this is very very expensive (laughs) oh my god but yeah apparently apparently, apparently. that's good news
0: if you can only drive one car for the rest of your life and you're allowed a 500 pound car on the side so you're allowed two cars one's 500 pounds and then the other one's whatever you like what's it gonna be for the rest
4: of my life Mm. ever and ever Mm. any value car any value that's a hard one. Okay, I definitely the five hundred pound car will definitely be like a. It'll be like a, probably, a mini. Okay, that'll probably be the car that I'll drive like as my five hundred pound like yeah. run around type of thing because they're solid. I drove one today actually. We have got a pool car which is a mini, mm. and it's it's it, I, I was like, how good are these? You know, like yeah. the build quality <laughs> is great. So so that that's definitely what I probably would do. Um... I probably would say I would go for a Zonda 760. Mm. I'd probably do that manual. Nice. That's probably what I'd do because it's, it's, it's one of my all-time favorites of the way it looks, the way it sounds. Yeah, it's not the best driving car in the world. It's not going to be the fastest car in the world, but it looks like what a hypercar should look like. You yeah. Know? In my mind, and you that's can have a hypercar.
0: Three pedals and it sounds un- unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. That, so, that's definitely it. What is the most undervalued car at the moment? What do you think should be worth
4: more? Mm. My Senna GTR. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, not. (laughs) Um, Okay, let me see. Uh, You know, I think um, undervalued. I think it's got to be a GT3. It's got to be a GT3, one of the older GT3s. I don't know what they are, price point, but I know they're great cars. They're great. I mean, mm-hmm. my 991.2, I don't know how much they are now, but I think from a perspective of what you get, and it's, it's, they don't go down in price either. They're very, I mean, they no. do, but they don't go down that much in price. And that engine is just so amazing, especially when you put an exhaust, exhaust on it, like put Acro on it, it's just phenomenal. Yeah. So if you can get one of those for like 120, one twenty, one one hundred and twenty odd grand, I think, something like yeah. that, maybe. I'm just guessing here. I think that's I think that's good value for money, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. I endlessly get in a car like that and go, This is as good or better than any other stuff. Like ish, you know, like your modern Ferraris or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. Something to me it resonates with. Well. And what is the most interesting car to you at the moment? What are you uh, looking up? What are you Googling?
4: Uh, interesting car. Do you know what? I was actually just been Googling uh, the uh, Rocket. The, no. A- the AMG GT Rocket. That's, that's, A- wait, what? The it, AMG GT Rocket? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the Brabus. Oh, the one that we the, did. The four-door thing. Four-door thing. That, that has been, that is <laughs> the most interesting car for me right now. Because it's, I mean, honestly, if you, if, you, if you look at that car, the amount of power it's got on a four... 880 brake horsepower. Yeah, 1,250 newton meters of torque. A, a Bugatti Veyron has 1,500 newton meters of torque. A, a Chiron has 1,600 newton meters of torque. I mean, come on, in a four-door saloon car, 1,250 newton meters of torque. It's madness. That is mad. Are they four wheel drive? Uh, oh, I don't know. I hope so. If they're not, God, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I don't think do will be how much, but I hope so. I really do.
0: Otherwise, you're just not going you could anywhere. Not go.
4: it'd just be, it'd be just probably go backwards.
0: Yeah, you're like, in like seventh trying to pull yeah. away. Just like,
4: honestly, honestly. Yeah, yeah. So that for me is the most
0: interesting car at the moment. They're mad. I, I came across one. It's the sort of car... Okay, this one looks particularly bonkers, but I came across one of the Brabus cars just, like, walking around London, and it was mm. like, hang on a minute. Yeah. And you look at the side, and you're like, this car's got, like, 750 or yeah. 800 horsepower. I, so, I mean, it just looks like an
4: S-Class or I whatever. Know, I know, I know. Like, these are bonkers. That's the menacing thing about it. It's like you, you, you pull up next to these cars, and you're like, holy crap. This thing <laughs> is just, like, insane. Absolutely insane. So, yeah. But but they're super expensive though. That's why it's um I mean that's yeah. why you know that that's why the values are where they are because it's nine hundred I think it's yeah by nine hundred horsepower, whatever it is, eight hundred and eighty, yeah. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Mad. Mad. Right. Final final yeah. question.
0: Five car garage. Unlimited value. Definitely
4: a rocket in there. <laughs> okay. Seven hundred sixty for sure. Zonda. Yeah. Range Rover. Yeah. So that means I got my daily comfortable car. I got my four-door blasted to Germany autobahn car. Yeah. I got my 760. So when I want to go, you know, going a bit like flash, right? Yeah. Uh, And that would be convertible one. It would be the roadster. Okay. Um, I then would have two more cars. I probably would then do a Chiron Mm -hmm. because if I want to do, again, cross-country but comfortable crazy, whatever. Yeah. And then the last one, I would probably go, do, 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 do. I, I'd have to have a Ferrari in there. I'd probably yeah, have a V12. Right. I'd probably have a 812 GTS. Ooh. 812 GTS. And nice. I'd I'd go to Novatec and I'd just do the whole crazy thing on it. I'd make it look mad and bonkers and make it sound like a Formula One car. And that's probably what I'd do, yeah. That's, that's my five class. That would be a good, a good five bunch. Yeah, yeah. I'm, Funny I'm enough, confident. I didn't say send a GTR, did I? I should have said that. <laughs> <laughs> I could, but but no, we're talking about stuff I haven't got. Well,
0: well, no, yeah. well, I don't yeah, know. Yeah
2: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that looks like that would, that would sort you out. I'd, I'd, I'd
4: roll with that. Yeah, I, th- I think i would be, be a happy good bunch. With it. Yeah, I think, I think, I, I think that would do me all right for a couple of months. <laughs> brilliant well, well
0: thanks very much for coming on the podcast
4: no thank you thanks very much and uh you know uh, let's see let's see the next time when we do a podcast together we'll see what's happening how many more yeah. gray hairs i've got and <laughs> and, uh, and i have no hair i have no hair exactly yeah and then we can take it we can take it from there <laughs> right cheers